0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: Calling my Asian one in L.A. recently, and... Uh, <laughs> we were talking about it and she just said yeah at one point we couldn't see anything on our phone cameras because there was so much dry ice <laughs> coming from food that was being served on a table just not say, from a machine as that a sentence, sentence though it's like the
2: end of the world
1: yeah that, that shows of capitalism that defines humanity us. has this makes gone me want to fun. kill myself her verdict it was fun of course it was fun it was really if fun. you spend that much money on
2: anything it's going to be fun <laughs>
3: Hello and welcome to Legitimate Likes, the podcast where we take a look at some of humanity's most popular fascinations, and we try to work out, are they really worth the hype? They may be likes, but are they legitimate likes? My name is Hugh, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Will. Hello, Will. Hi there, sir.
2: May I take your coat?
3: You may, of course. Uh, Would you like anything Are you, are you, no, sorry, (laughs) are you working in services or are you just a very well-mannered burglar? (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, I, it's sort of a front for my burglary. I'm not going to catch anything if I take this Coke from you, Anna, because last episode...
3: There was a big reveal.
2: You were ill. What's happened to you?
3: Yeah, I, well, I think it was that cup of coffee I drank on the coffee episode. Um, said <laughs> another con for coffee is that it may have given me COVID. And what? yeah, while at time of recording, crucially for anyone listening to this, yeah. by the time it's come out, if you see me walking towards you... I don't have COVID anymore, but at the time of recording, I do still have COVID. I'm in the latter stages of my COVID isolation. This is legitimate likes, the COVID tapes. So, who knows what will happen.
2: I I was ill for a week with an off-brand sort of like Aldi's own knockoff COVID. um, Yeah, that's not cool.
3: I mean, if you're going to be sick nowadays, you got to go COVID or or nothing, you know. Will, we're joined by a guest.
2: Oh, may I take your cup?
3: Oh, thank you very much. Ah, your Thank you listeners, nice. You are hearing the, the lovely tones of our guest, Connor, who has joined us Hello, Connor, how are you? Hi, Hugh uh, Let's see them tell us apart Great to have you here <laughs> Yeah, exactly The the soft <laughs> South Dublin tones of Connor and Hugh joining you today on Hi. Legitimate Likes And also, I'm Will, how are you? Why <laughs> aye? <coughs> I believe is a, a, a callback uh, <laughs> uh, Connor and Will, uh, you've never met you before? Guys, we have not No,
2: do you think you sound the same?
3: No, we don't, but right, okay. I think it's perfectly plausible that other people might suggest we do.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure which one of you is talking. Yeah, this is the first time we met Connor. I notice you spell your name with one N.
1: I certainly do. I certainly yeah. do. Yeah. The, Why the is correct that? way. In my experience, first names, one N. Second names, two Ns. Except if you're Australian and just misspell it, even though you're naming the child after me, as has happened in one instance. Mm. An Australian child, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was yeah, named yeah. after you, yeah, yeah, but with two N's. yeah, yeah. They really so they, so so. I was maybe four, and they they were just about to have a baby, and we were away with dad's work, and they really liked it. So when they got back to Australia, they they sent, I guess, a letter at Christmas. You know, one of those like mm. letters with the cards and everything else. And they were like, "We named the baby Connor, two N's. So it was named after the name rather than after you. No, but they liked the name so much because they'd met me. Okay, right. Huh, like claim, claim, a, claim the win a every day of the week. Four year old. I mean, yeah, come on. Absolutely. I always say, I always say to expectant couples, Connor's a great name. You actually, I have heard you say that many times to <laughs> pregnant friends of ours. That's true. Yeah, it's important.
2: What do, what do you make of, what do you make of this? this you've listened to the podcast, Connor.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think i What I've do you make of this little
2: ragtag bunch of netherwells? I must
1: say I've, I've listened to a lot of them in the car. So it's been like being surrounded by friends having a gasol chat. It also, it's, it's an amazing vehicle for revealing my friend's blind spots. He's talking about his car now, not the... Uh, <laughs> the See, yeah, yeah. He's, I he's hit a lot of his friends <laughs> oh, with his man. car. You've got to wing them, you know? <laughs> yeah, just just let them know. Let yeah, them just, know you're just there. Just a little clip, you know?
3: I should say, um, for insurance purposes, oh, crucially, nothing I mean, has ever been proven
1: about ma- Connor. An immaculate driver.
2: Immaculate driver is Minnie's uh,
1: sister. <laughs>
2: Connor, what's your least favorite thing that's happened to you this week?
3: Uh,
1: I'm a very positive person.
3: You have just got a new car. I mean, that's a good thing. Obviously, that's a good thing. Yeah, but I mean, you could you could <laughs> talk Price about a a positive diesel. way. <laughs> Hi, welcome to speaking of overpriced noxious fuel. Few... <laughs> <laughs> I guess.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Hello
3: to our producer Anya. Hi Anya.
4: Hi guys. Uh, welcome in.
3: Anya, what are we talking about today? Well,
4: we've gotten Connor on to talk about a subject that I think is uh, close to his heart.
1: Uh, yeah, close to my massive <laughs> coronary artery heart. Well, That honestly
4: wasn't meant as a dick. Um, uh, we're here to talk about, uh, about restaurants. Um, mm. So I'm, I'm interested to see where this where this goes. I think we we'll ha- we have very differing opinions here on food on this pod. Uh, well, I know Connor mentioned that he was very excited for the quiz, so... I think we should just dive right in.
2: Number one, how many ends in restaurant?
4: <laughs> Our first question is a three-parter, as always. And we're going to take a little look at Michelin stars. Ooh. Mm, okay. Mm. Uh, so what city has the most Michelin star restaurants?
3: I, I have an immediate... Well, I have one immediate guess, right? As the non-expert here. Okay, yeah. I'm going to say Connor knows a lot more about restaurants than I do. And I feel Will probably does too. But... I feel there's two. There's two, I would guess, and mm. one is Paris as a kind of obvious one. Mm. But I was gonna go Tokyo. Yeah, I, I was gonna. I was gonna go out Japanese. I was gonna go east, like the Dutch of 400 years ago.
1: Yeah, I think you're. Probably, I mean, I think you're probably right. I think the only two guesses I had were Paris and Japan, and the only reason I was gonna hedge was only because was it that Tokyo opened with the most ever of a new book, or did it genuinely have the most? Versus Paris just has a preponderance of Michelin star restaurants
4: Guys, that is spectacular You're absolutely correct uh, Tokyo has the most in the world Yeah, I was and... going to say that too <laughs> <laughs> Now, you're also You're semi-correct because France has the most has, As a country has the most But Tokyo has the most as, in, as a city We're
1: completely correct mm-hmm.
4: Sticking with the Michelin stars Which US state has the most Michelin star restaurants?
1: Oh, I'd assume New York but, because, like, California didn't even have a book for a long time. Possibly still doesn't. I really
3: hope it's, like, Utah uh, or it could Montana be, I mean, or somewhere. And there's just a million Michelin star restaurants out in a ranch. I, range. Range. I, just I
2: reckon it's before. Colorado. Why, Well, I don't know. It just sounds like, oh, could be.
1: Oh, you great. Just want yeah, to eating, play eating, a eating, I don't uh,
2: have any, any knowledge about places.
1: Mm, mm. So,
3: uh,
4: so, from my sources, oh, it's God. actually California.
1: Is it? There well,
4: you go. I, and I'm frantically Googling, because, I, I, you know, your laundry Maybe it's just, lot, maybe it's just L.A. Didn't,
1: didn't have a book, then. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I suppose the French Laundry is there.
1: Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot you of know, people in is, California. This. A lot of rich people it's, there. And it is, because you know. it's, it's mm. an enormous economy. Where rich people go, Michelin stars follow, I presume.
4: So, to finish our little, our little Michelin oh, yeah. guide so here. for two. Uh, two. Uh, mm. Which chef has the most star? Which Living Chef has the most mission stars?
2: Jamie?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I... Like, I assume this is... Like, is Joel Robichon still alive? I assume this is, like, Joel Robichon or Alan Ducasse or well, Alan Well, Fassari I'll give you
4: a bonus point for that because he has ter- he had 31 mission stars when he died. When he died. He has, by far and away, the most of anybody. Yeah. So the, the second person had... I think has, has 17.
1: Gas. I mean... I assume it's like, I assume it's Alan Ducasse.
4: Excellent, Connor. Yeah. Sorry, he has twenty one Michelin stars. I'm sorry, not seventeen. So, sticking with chefs, we move to to our second course. Um, which celebrity chef wrote nuclear energy policy for the federal government under Presidents Gerald Ford and Jimmy Carter? What? Which celebrity chef? Oh, no, I heard did... the
2: question. I don't. Oh. I
3: don't know. Is <laughs> it's a very good question. Nuclear energy policy. Oh, Ina Garten or Gartner
1: or the the Fairfoot Contessa.
4: Excellent. Very good.
2: What yeah. are the sounds that you?
1: Who's playing? Who's that? She um she ah, bought you. so in 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 sometime in the eighties she bought a Martha's Vineyard or Nantucket or Cape Cod some, somewhere in the yeah. somewhere in those. Those houses. Mm. She bought um, a small delicatessen or whatever. And it, while it had previously been named the Barefoot Contessa, I think, so she just adopted this persona and then it grew it into a sort of media empire. But for a long time was just running a catering company in a very posh place. Um, but uh, yeah. but I think she, because they were, I feel like as a couple, they were political appointees, you know, before they got rich.
3: To be fair, we don't know how good the policy was. Like she might have yeah, just been yeah, writing right. little stories for them, and they were like, "Oh yeah, great, yeah, well done, really good." So sure, Ronald Reagan had lost his mind anyway; he would read anything at that point. Gerald Ford, not really a president, so
1: yeah, I'm not sure that I could have written nuclear policy for them. I mean, and I mean the title the title of the title of a document related to the destruction of a city, subtitled "Scrambled Eggs," isn't really. <laughs> yeah. st- I mean, that sort of editorializing isn't acceptable in Washington. Uh,
4: so. For dessert, we're going to have a little a little Sunday from McDonald's. Oh. Finally, we're only... back on
3: territory that I understand.
4: Where's the only McDonald's in Cuba?
1: Guantanamo. Guantanamo. Is it? Gotta be. Exactly. Gotta be. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love yeah. that.
4: yeah. So to for the people who live on the yeah. on the base as opposed to the prisoners. <laughs> so, I mean, a, an excellent result of the quiz. I, I, don't, I don't want to insult Will or Hugh, but I think you were, you were carried uh, very significantly by... Connor. Yeah. Um, I don't know
2: so if we should be included in the scores, to be honest.
4: So restaurants, uh, pretty self-explanatory. Do you want to set out your opening statements? You know, Hugh. I think it would be good to hear from from you first.
3: Uh, how do I feel about restaurants? I, I mean, I feel like there's a certain persona that people have uh, created of me on this podcast, which is, admittedly. <laughs> very accurate um and it's probably not surprising to them to hear that i don't go to restaurants all that much um but it's for a variety of reasons it's nothing really it's not necessarily to do with the dislike of restaurants it's to do with the whole you know it's the whole social problem that uh that i've got an issue with um i think uh i like food i like eating um but generally i have to say i like eating at home you know I like eating at home. Um, I've, there are some nice restaurants. I've no, I've no real interest in a super fancy restaurant because I feel like I, I've quite simple tastes food wise. I like a I like a big tasty meal, and I feel sometimes in the super fancy restaurants you don't get that. At any restaurant, I'm going to fill up on bread anyway, and um, <laughs> I suppose I always am probably summed up by when I go into a restaurant, I always look at the dessert menu first.
2: I can't believe people actually do that. That's such a sickening thing to do.
4: That felt a bit like, you know, those uh, dating website videos in the 80s where people would release a video like, hi, I'm Hugh. I always look at the dessert menu first. Wink. Give me a call. Just kind of gave me that five. I, so. feel, I
3: feel looking at the dessert menu first is something that, yeah, it probably would appall half the people in the world and the other half the people in the world would agree with me. So. Yeah.
4: Oh, no, I, I can't stand when you go somewhere and they haven't really made enough with desserts.
3: mm that, hold
2: on, that's, that's a totally different You've said a different sentence, unrelated To go in and look at the dessert menu first is crazy, that's crazy You need that's to know not... what
3: you're building towards, Will
2: That's a spoiler You shouldn't sh- chuck a spoiler in it at the start of your meal
3: If you're going to have a chocolate fondant later on Which I absolutely am Two scoops of vanilla ice cream alongside it, please You need to be prepared for that, you know Connor, <laughs> what's your opening position?
1: No, I, uh, I love restaurants Uh, and I really enjoy... But I really enjoy everything about restaurants. So, like, I really enjoy the food. I really enjoy the wine. But I also really enjoy, like, the running of the restaurant and, like, understanding how they do things like pace courses and, like, looking at whether or not the staff get on and if it's, like, a nice place to work and if, like, it's interesting the way they've laid things out. And, like, when you go into a room and you're like, well, I feel sort of cold and unwelcome. And then, like examining myself why I feel that way about it and then wondering whether or not they, they think that's the case or are they going for some sort of vibe. I mean, I love it all. Uh, but at the same time, that means that when they when somebody gets it wrong or somebody's being lazy or it's in some way not firing on all cylinders, either through absolute malfeasance or through no fault of anyone's, I'm very disappointed.
4: Will, what's your uh, what's your take on restaurants?
2: I think somewhere in between. I've, I've worked in Domino's Pizza. <laughs> I've worked in um, like a a small leeds based chain that are mostly bar and restaurants. And then also in a Michelin star restaurant at one point. So I've seen three like various sides of working in it. And I, I love, we used to go to restaurants like quite a lot when we were younger and like we'd get dressed up. Our parents would take us out for a meal. And it was, all, I always absolutely loved that and loved like trying new things and stuff. I I, I wish I was someone who had like, like, Oh, you come and visit me. I'll take you to my favourite restaurant. I don't really have that, but that's because I, I think because I love cooking myself, and I'm always a bit like, "There's only so many things you can do with a mushroom, man." Like, uh, I I can do that from here. But I do what Connor's saying has sort of talked me around into being like, "God, restaurants are great, aren't they?" It's like a lovely little community. You come in, and it's like, "Oh, cool! What happens in this place?" Um, so I'm I'm in in the middle of of yes and
4: no. Oh, Anya, do you like restaurants? Yeah, of course. Hmm. I'm probably not as much of a purist as Connor, but I just love going out for a meal. And I think it's such a great way to talk to people. Like if you get people around a table, that's where the good mm. stuff happens, mm. you know, with people. And yeah, it's just See, I do
3: I do agree with that, but I it's I love a a dinner but a dinner table at, in a house, you know, in someone's house where you're where you've got gosh. 7 hours ahead of you, you know, and you've know like that's what I enjoy, I suppose. But Oh,
4: also amazing.
3: I yeah. will say that the last dinner party I hosted, I invited a number of people to dinner in my house, and only after this was organized and Connor was one of those people, only after it was organized did I explain that Connor would actually be doing all the cooking. Explain to Connor <laughs> that <laughs> this was part of the deal. That I would provide the room, I
1: suppose. It's a wonderful But room. that he was, uh, he was
3: going to... Did you
4: provide the food or did Connor have to do the shop? And no, the, I, think, uh, to be fair,
1: I didn't have a car at the time, so that was on you.
4: Yeah, I think I we... List, I I think. think. we, you know,
3: we... We, we... combined our powers yes. on that aspect, yeah. but...
4: So, Hugh, well, I'm interested uh, with you that you prefer be- eating at home. Mm. So, I mean... Why why don't you like
3: restaurants? No, to be fair, I don't dislike them, but I would very seldom. I I would I suppose I'd be someone who joins people in restaurants as opposed to necessarily initiates it myself. I don't I suppose I don't have any interest in the whole administration of the restaurant in the production. I don't have an interest in. I mean, when you
2: say it like that, it does sound (laughs) pretty boring, doesn't it?
1: But (laughs) I do I do I do ask for the menu and a set of their accounts when I know (laughs) that's true I mean (laughs) I'm like listen I just need to make sure you're solvent for the next six months because I'd like to come back Um,
3: yeah so I I don't really have that interest in the whole the whole production side of it in the whole you know how does this work I'm I'm interested in in the food I'm eating and, and the people I'm with I suppose and therefore I feel do I really need do I really need to be in a restaurant there and it's also like I say I like sort of big hearty meals now obviously you can get them in restaurants but you know, if I just think, oh, but you know what, I kind of wish I was having a lovely big shepherd's pie at home as opposed to, you know... Uh, Lobster stuff with tacos. Exactly, you know.
4: So is there any planet on which you're paying like 200 quid for the tasting menu somewhere?
3: No. I guess like like one of my favourite restaurants in Dublin is uh the uh, burger restaurant Bunsen, where you just go in and get a delicious burger and chips burger for about 11 euro all told mm. and I find that
1: very hard to beat
4: I see I think Connor's problem with that would be though that it's just too too short an experience
1: well look I think I think like there's a time and place for everything so like certainly I, I'm i very much interested in the full range um, in that I obviously did eat in some very expensive restaurants in, in San Sebastian but like if if somebody does a really delicious like pasta you know Catch you, e Pepe, or something like something that literally can't physically cost a lot of money. I guess the crucial thing is: does someone, at some point in this process, really care about what you're what you're about to eat? And if somebody does, generally speaking, that you know, on on balance, even if other people, you know, kind of mess it up in between, generally speaking, you'll get something delicious.
4: Do any of you ever complain in restaurants, or have you ever complained? Oh, no, no.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: My girlfriend's good at this,
2: like, of being not rude about it, but being like oh, this is actually wrong. Whereas I'd be like, oh, the powdered glass and metal. Thank you. Yeah, I will eat this. Thanks
3: very much. <laughs> it's like a barber. You know, it's like a barber. There's only so much you can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, Onya, are you good at complaining?
4: I mean, I wouldn't be r- rude, but I would have no problem with them um, if something was, mm. if like if a, if a piece of glass came out of my meal, mm. which has happened to me in a very, 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 very expensive place really? in Dublin. Yes. Oh. It was a, a, like a shard of perspex no falling way. into something. And I mean, I obviously said it, and I
2: followed up on it afterwards. I
4: mean, I could have swallowed it, yeah. like it was—it was, it was in, yeah. a yeah. in a cake in a cake? Was it? Yeah, and this was in uh, like an ex- like I'll, 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 I'll name it after. <laughs> it sounds
3: like place. it sounds like you were in prison, and they were trying to sneak you in a way
2: <laughs> to get it out. Is,
4: yeah. Yeah, uh, but like I, 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 or if I ordered, it, it, would you, would you? So if somebody brought you about the wrong thing. If you had ordered like pepperoni pizza and they brought you a Hawaiian pizza, would you just eat it or would you? Just I eat don't
1: know, no, you'd just be like, this, the order, this is not the order.
4: Yeah, yeah, but I, I, I wouldn't think twice. I wouldn't think twice about, about. Like, I've been a waitress. Like, people have told me when they were unhappy. And I've... Well, I didn't cook the food. Just go to the chef. Oh, yeah.
2: You play that game of you going, oh, guys, I completely agree. This is terrible. I'm going to go talk to the kitchen. And you go to the kitchen and be like, those pieces of shit at that table are idiots. (laughs) I I have... This is a slight tangent, but I just remembered one of the worst restaurant experiences when I was managing a restaurant at the... The the Hampstead Theatre briefly did hot food service, right? I don't know if I should name them, but... The place I work, like during, at, I did for like so, week. like
1: at, so, at, like at intervals, or bef- maybe before the show. Or? It was
2: before the show, from like oh, okay. five p.m. till six thirty. It wasn't very well thought through, and it didn't. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> it didn't tricky. really work. I'm happy to stand by this statement because I think it's a great place to work, but. Yeah, for a very brief time, we tried to do hot food service. And there was this guy who worked there. I was managing. And some, we, all the tables had like, little boards with numbers on them. So but inherently, those boards, they can be moved. The tables sometimes people would get it wrong because there were like 30 seats, right? So someone had put table 24's number on table 23, and they'd swap them around. So someone had put through a table of six. All, all of their meals had gone through. The, the chef had made them. And this guy had brought them out and diligently put them all on table 23, which is completely fucking empty, next to a table of hungry-looking six people with cut next to them. And they were, like, they were just sitting there. They hadn't seen, and they were like, our food hasn't arrived, and the play is nearly about to start. And I was like, the food should have arrived. Oh, there are six plates of cold food there. It was the worst. It was the worst. It was the stupidest mistake.
3: Like, this is like like when I'm trying to teach uh, maths to nine-year-olds, Will. And there will be times when I say, no, look, now remember, it's nothing wrong with making a mistake, but if you're told what's half of 20, it's going to be smaller than 20, isn't it? That's when we use our common sense, you know? Like, I feel that's the approach you need to take with that uh, (laughs) server. Like, food, food needs to be... He with just a person. was like, it's on,
2: to tab- it's on table 23. And it wasn't busy downstairs, lads. Like, it was, so he, was like two so, tables. So when
3: you ran a restaurant, the way your um, employees, I mean, worked, they sort of said, I was just following orders. Mm.
4: Yes,
2: exactly. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah.
3: There was actually a
4: big inquiry afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Connor and Hugh, have you ever worked in service industry jobs?
1: No. No. no Look at those telling. soft little hands. It's telling. <laughs> it's telling, really, isn't it? I regret not, though, because I think actually in retrospect... Given how much, say, in my late 20s and now my early 30s, I've really enjoyed learning about food, cooking food, reading about food, and then going to restaurants and things and, and everything. I actually would love, because I obviously have a career now, so saving catastrophic effects there, it's unlikely I'll go back to an environment where I would be serving food outside of my own home. And I love I love serving people at home but or no. in my home or in hughes home for that matter <laughs> but no no i mean in, in in short despite i think a lot of obfuscation actually connor well.
4: i have um been your sous chef
1: yeah oh yeah oh god we had a blazing connor and round.
4: i had a big fight oh. a big a big blazing when round you, I think probably the only fight yeah, yeah it isn't had. the only
1: fight we ever had what was I it mean, about what? Oh, so okay so <laughs> so <laughs> here we go <laughs> so so i so we were cooking in um in Anya's parents' home, and uh, uh, it was like a gas gas oven with like this a gas like canister really attached. Yeah, 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 yeah. So basically, anyway, it was all very temperamental and all the rest of it. So I was like, "Grant, we'll do chocolate souffles. I, I will do chocolate souffles." And oh, yeah. Anya was like, "Grant, Well, you got I temperamental oven, yeah, just yeah, choose yeah. a simple
4: just thing like a souffle." Like, like,
1: truly, truly, truly. I was on a roll though. I think I, I think I, i been doing them really well at the time. I was on a bit of a run, you know. Yeah, and, you've been talking about them a lot. Yeah, exactly. Because I was so pleased with my progress in terms of whatever. Anyway, so uh, Anya then was like, "Great, and I'll make brownies." And I was like, "Cool." I don't see how they fit into this meal that I'm cooking, but absolutely, by all means, work away with your brownies. And, uh, I mean, she was, she did, you know, she did technically via her parents' own the house. Um, so, uh, and was my host for uh, 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 the evening. But um, generous to a fault in all other aspects except this one thing, which was to serve her brownies immediately before the soufflés were coming out of the oven. And obviously they have a half-life of like 35 seconds. So, so brownies went down on the table. Uh, everyone dived in. And then I took the soufflés out of the oven and only came back down. And I don't remember... Who lit into who first? But I presume it was me, just being like, "What the fuck are I you doing?"
4: Slammed, I slammed, a baking cake <laughs> down on the table, <laughs> like it like got very, very, I think, I think you, I
1: think you did actually roar. All right, it's not like you're Gordon Ramsay. Um, I said, "You're not Gordon fucking yeah, Ramsay." Yeah, God, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And, and we
4: it was, roared. It was a really at each other. warm. Kitchen oh, it was so hot. It was so hot. Yeah,
1: and yeah, we're just roaring at each other. I, I can't imagine what your brother and his friend were thinking because they were upstairs in the table, but um. To, did uh, all
2: the soufflés deflate because of all the shower? I they? mean I think
1: I possibly still served them, but I definitely, <laughs> I definitely... <laughs> Conor barred the door to the kitchen and ate them all himself. No, no, I'd say I definitely, i I'd say I didn't eat a scrap of my own. I'd say it turned to ash and my mouth was so angry. And then Onya and I stayed up till 6am drinking wine and by the end of it, uh, a very firm friendship cemented.
4: Yeah, so you have to have one fight in your friendship, yeah, I think. Yeah,
1: true. And to be fair, yeah. I was very flam- it was a very flamboyant fight, the whole thing. Yeah, it was very
4: on brand for us. I yeah, think.
1: I think so. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah.
4: And it wasn't really about anything. No, it wasn't. No. we've been, we had been, we've been drinking as well. Oh,
1: I mean. certainly, certainly. And it was the <laughs> yeah, end. And yeah. it was the end of. And it was the end of the week or whatever it was. You know what I mean? It was. We yeah. Were, yeah, yeah. It's been a long summer.
4: Yeah. Hugh, are, have you ever had any any explosive rows in the kitchen?
1: No,
3: but I mean I'm not much of a cook, you know. Um, so I guess I just. Avoid the kitchen. Maybe. I fine Baker though. Uh, yeah, I bake. You're a very good Baker. I do bake a lot. I don't, you know, I don't, uh, I suppose I don't, I tend not to share a kitchen much with people. You know, I, I, if I bake, I bake on my own and I don't really want any help with it. Um, I'll tell you what I'm great at now. Greatest kitchen skill washing up. I'm great at the washing up. I don't want anyone else helping. And do you know what? And this is another reason why I love, love a, a at a dinner party, I'll do all the washing up but still in, in the conversation while I'm in the washing up. I think if I worked in a restaurant and I was cleaning up in the kitchen, I'd want to keep coming out with a drying a bowl in my hands to get involved in the conversation. You that know? is,
1: I mean, kitchen, kitchen porters, that is the biggest problem they have.
3: I would imagine so, yeah. 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 Um, do you know what, I'd love to go on one of those like big industrial dishwashers sometime, A oh, like, top yeah. loader. Or th- you the you thing where they down. pull the
4: thing yeah. down. Yeah, all, all the glasses.
3: Yeah.
1: My...
4: You know, I have to say, from working in a restaurant, probably the worst part of it is bussing the tables, you know, so you're, you bring in all the plates and you're scraping it so, all mm, off to give to the dishwasher. Uh, yeah,
3: admittedly, I think I mm. wouldn't be as big a fan of dealing with strangers' dirty plates, you know? Mm. I well, feel like that's... COVID's like, when I
2: work now, there, I'm
4: so. going to admit something I don't think I've ever admitted before. I think
3: I was about to do the same, so go ahead.
4: <laughs> so obviously, you know, when you're working these jobs all the time, you're a student, and I remember being really hungry one night, and I have eaten bread off a off a off a, like a plate okay. before it was bu- but people used to leave so much food yeah. like people would be like this was pre obviously years before COVID mm. yeah, yeah. Oh, if, I, worry about if I worked things. in
3: a restaurant I'd be fired for entering, emptying the bread baskets definitely
2: there was there was on, at Napa where I worked there's the, the floor section and then you had to take it downstairs to the kitchen and when you got you got, went past the upstairs kitchen and the, down, the, prep, the prep kitchen downstairs and where we washed up you'd go past the upstairs kitchen the door would close behind you and then you had a flight of stairs there was a blind spot to cameras and I just fucking hoof everything into my mouth <laughs> oh chips. so we were about that I'd, yeah yeah but uh, not when I was hungry at any point Anya, just any point But like, they've left some chips they've left half a wrap you know they've left half a Napa Club
4: wrap I'm going to bite
2: the other end of it that they haven't put their mouth on that I yeah just, like I was
4: sensible I wouldn't I wouldn't like okay the place, but here's but a I, question
3: right so let's say if you're if you're having dinner with with friends so I don't mean a, a partner right but I mean if, just friends people you know and someone doesn't eat the crusts of their pizza, would you eat the crusts? Yep. Yeah, so I absolutely would, right? Now, question is, though, Will, yep. if you saw yep. perfectly clean people at a restaurant and they left their crusts, would you eat their crusts?
1: And famously, you were so good at adjudicating perfect cleanliness yep. in for strangers. I mean, normal people, I guess, you know?
4: It's very clear why you have COVID here. That's very fair. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I I wouldn't, and I, I understand that is a line drawn in the sand that's completely arbitrary but that is where the line was drawn. Mm.
3: no and i think it's a reasonable line to draw probably Mm. but but i yeah i mean i have (laughs) i should say never done it but when i'm on duty um in the school canteen and you
4: steal the food from the kids no but
3: when i see all the food that's left on the plates i'm like holy god like come on like (laughs) and it's not just pizza crusts you know Oh, I do think, like, I, sh- I, sh- I should be eating, eating them. crusts. Yes. Crusts of all no kinds.
4: <laughs> but it used to be awful because the food would come to the past for you to bring out, and if you were really, really hungry, you'd be like, oh my god. But then the food could look up, by the time it had made its way back into the kitchen a lot of stuff does not
1: yeah it's
3: congealed it's not aged well no. No. congealed
4: I also like, feel people do horrible particularly things particularly
3: at a wedding like when there's so many like Bailey's cheesecakes that get brought yeah. out to a table and then just get brought back uneaten what happens to them
1: are they just all binned oh I'd
4: say yeah, so I know they're
1: just re- they're, they're refridged and used at the next 25 weddings because no, they're, those things are they're, they're like they're like bomb proof bomb proof no god no god no no they're gone but I just mean they, they always seem like the there's like a the certain like industrial like you know the yeah, exactly, the little cheesecake. And they've got a certain of A little sort of, a little them, sort of like. three inch in diameter cheesecake with like um one of those like lychee fruit No, it's not lychee, what is it? What's the little oh, yellow berry? It's not a kumquat yeah. either. It's a little berry that's not particularly pleasant. It's almost it's almost like sea buckthorn beloved but it's not beloved by caterers. Beloved by caterers. <laughs> it's revolting. Um Sharon
2: fruit.
1: Yeah, maybe. Maybe I, I, I actually don't I don't think I know the name for them, but they're gross and um and I'll eat anything that stuff just always seems like there seems to be a level of like there seems to be a level of like robustness that you'd be like do you know what actually if if a couple of like megaton bombs went off the things you would find are like you know 200 cheesecakes in two chillers yeah ready to go and you'd be like well here we are
4: well have have any of you ever been in a restaurant where you couldn't pay I'm asking, have you dined at dash, or have you ever been in a, in a tight
3: spot? I uh, Yeah, Anya, and you got me out of this tight spot. I did. Is, uh, oh. I had to run down the street. Did this get mentioned on a previous episode of the podcast? Um, no, I don't think so. Not. I thought it did. Oh, no, it got mentioned at your wedding. I Yay. mentioned it at the <laughs> yeah. speech at the wedding. <laughs> I was like, i um, heard it
1: recently. <laughs>
2: there was a microphone involved. I can't remember.
3: Anya uh, got me out of a tight spot. Um, I was at, it was when we were we were both in our previous life as criminal barristers, um I know gas isn't it <laughs> um and uh I was in a pub and i'd gone for lunch i suppose I'd sort of been invited for lunch by someone else um and there was an understanding i suppose that um my lunch was going to be covered and I should say i mean it was a it was a an eleven euro burger and chips, very good burger and chips i will say ryan's Ryan's of park gate street um in dublin but uh and in fairness. He absolutely was going to pay, but then he got very urgently called back to court and left. And then I only realized there were a couple of other people there who then paid for their own food. And no, sorry, I'm not trying to make it sound like I resent having to pay for an 11 euro burger.
0: I genuinely
3: did not have 11 euro. Um, Did you not have your wallet? No, no. I had my wallet. Yeah, had did my it, card. Did, little, just, just, did you? Did you just, open it on a little fly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I knew I'd no money. And I sort of said to the to the man, to the, the man, I said, <laughs> "I, do you mind if I could? I just and I'd seen Anya had been in the pub and she'd bustled off about three minutes before. And I said, "Can I? Can I go after my friend <laughs> and and ask her? And he said, "Yeah, you go on. And he knew like I was round the corner working, you know. So I had to run down the street after Anya say, Anya Anya can I, can you can you please pay for my burger? But then of course Anya I mean the risk here is it's, it's the blind leading the blind, isn't it?
4: Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Anya, Anya gave and me a card and said, "Look, you I don't know. You can take it, but I don't know what's on it. We can see there's anything between 6 and 14 euros." So you got to dance <laughs> with the devil. Your burger, I, think. I got my burger and they got their 11 euros mm-hmm. and and you were left with yeah, 2 or 3 euros in the account. So it was so I, I didn't. I, I I dined and then I dashed in order to be able to pay for my
1: dining. Nice. I don't think I. I don't think I've ever dined and dashed. Like I no. I've never stolen from a restaurant. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. But but <laughs> I've definitely stolen from myself to be the big man. Basically, I've lived way beyond my means so many times where I've said yes to an invite, done it, definitely ordered like be like. Will we do? Will we do the tasting or just the 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 the, the a la carte? And you can keep things. Yeah, we'll just do the tasting. Just tasting. Perfect with the wine pairing. Perfect and yeah, wine pairing. Absolutely, and a glass of and a glass of champagne and and maybe maybe a little, a dessert, little dessert wine little for dessert Connor. Wine. Like I see some madeiras on there. I really like to. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You know, <laughs> you know, this is chewing into an already under stress overdraft because you're also very much overextended on a very modest credit card. Um, so, yeah, no, definitely, there, there are definitely moments where I've walked out of somewhere and been like, that was amazing, oh my god, why did I do that? Um, so, yeah, I mean, just, you know, a little a little more restraint. But then, sure, I wouldn't be here, so, you know. I'd be safe at home. <laughs> yeah, Connor, look, I mean, I
3: feel you've, you've chosen a certain way to saunter through life, and that, you know, that brings various challenges with it, I guess, but...
2: Uh, I was at Belfast once, and... I um I was staying with a friend, and but I had the whole day before she was picking me up and we were going off to see another pal. So I was like, oh, I'll just wander around Belfast, like have a look around and I'll, I'll grab some food. And I went to a Wagamama and just ordered like oh, a bowl of ramen or whatever and had, had a beer. And then the bill came and it was like £17. And I was like, yep, there's my card. And it did not work. <laughs> I was like, oh, we used my other card. Oh, I've entered the pin so many times it's locked okay, there's this one la- last card that I have that I know only has £10 on it. So I spent £10 on that card and then I had £4 in my wallet. So I paid £14 and still owed her like three quid. and was like. The
1: house wins.
2: But
4: Hugh, correct me if I'm wrong. You've taken out three euro out of the bank.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, I think you're right. I think I was Good. emptied a bank I... account, yeah. Was I, were you I there? i the same. Were you there?
4: No, but i I was the same. So I have had gone
1: this? to a window and, and asked to remove... The full balance of that account. exactly, oh, exactly, wow, okay. yeah. yeah. And
4: then, and I always say, I'd like to clear my account like I'm a Swiss banker. <laughs> <laughs> like like
3: because they then say. Oh, do you want to close the account? <laughs> no, no, keep it And no, you say, no, absolutely no. not. No, there'll be another 20 coming into it next week.
4: If, if for me, it's always been, you know, when I couldn't get a tenner out of a, an ATM or something, mm. so you'd have to go and be like, can I get the 9.67 yeah. out of my bank account? I,
3: I have had two scenarios. One was where I was, actually three, one was where I was in a bookshop and I was using a voucher that I only, after I'd brought... 48 euro worth of books up to the counter realised the voucher didn't work and I didn't have any other money with me so I just had to leave them on the counter and go. More recently, I was in Dunn's. I was in, uh, doing my grocery shop and I had bagged up all of my groceries and then my card refused to work. And I thought, um. what's going to happen? Like, am I going to have to just empty out my bags sadly back <laughs> onto the counter? Um, ultimately, I did um, get a second card to work. And finally, I was once in a taxi I once shared a taxi. I was in England and I shared a taxi back to a train (laughs) station with a man. I was staying in a hotel and I was getting a, a taxi back to Bath from where I was getting a train to Bristol airport and... I got the, or sorry, I got the taxi to a place called Chippenham, actually, and then I got the train from Chippenham back to Bristol. Uh, not interesting, but whatever. <laughs> crucially get that detail. It's yeah. <laughs> good, <to laughs>
2: good to clarify. We were all like, this doesn't sound But
3: cool, we were leaving the hotel, and this guy said, do you want to share the taxi and going into the train station? And I said, oh yeah, great, why not, you know? I'm chatting away in the taxi, and then anyway, I said to, uh, I said to the taxi driver, I said, listen, do you mind if we stop at an ATM? Um... And he said, "Yeah, no worries." And uh, so I stopped at the ATM, and then oh, it doesn't work. And
4: so it doesn't work because you've no money.
3: No, I well, I think it was, I think it was, it was relatively old school Irish cards. And so my Irish credit card didn't work, and my Irish bank card didn't work. I think I did actually have money, but um, and then so I got back into the taxi, and I asked the taxi driver, um, "Are there any other ATMs around?" Didn't even answer me because clearly he was like, your man is just, you know, out for a free ride here. The man I was sharing the taxi with then was very busily looking at his papers and was just not getting involved in this either. So I then had to pluck up the courage and ask the man in the taxi, would you mind if you paid for the entirety of the taxi we've shared? What did he say? I mean, what could he say? He was a polite man. And, and like... and. I basically, do you know what I actually thought? I said, he's English and so therefore I'm just going to try and be really English about this and be terribly polite to him and hope that he's terribly polite and pays for my taxi. Is this the
4: same trip where you had to hide in the toilet on the train?
3: Yeah, hiding in the toilet on the train because I had no money for a ticket. So first of all, I had to get, I only got onto the train because (laughs) um, I didn't know what to do and I couldn't get online to, to try and book a ticket. So I was standing there at the train station wondering, what do I do? Do I go for it? Do I not? Then an old man collapsed on the platform. So I used... First of all, I couldn't have done anything to help him. Okay. <laughs> there were other people already helping him and someone called an ambulance. I, I want everyone to know You're that. Okay. Yeah. And you
1: with all, that, all, all and, that first aid training. And
3: I, and I was not the... Co- you properly? can't prove that I was the cause of his collapse. So I ran onto the <laughs> train and um, then I hid in hid the toilet because I only had two stops to go to Bristol. But And I was like, there's no way there's going to be a ticket inspector um, over these two stops. Huge Tick it's in- British Rail. Ticket inspector instantly got on, started moving towards me. I had this fantasy. I sort of stayed in the vestibule between the cars, and I had this fantasy where I was going to stand by the window and then suddenly make a fuss as though, oh, no, I've dropped my ticket out the window. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they'll never fall for that. So I hid in the toilet and... Um, Then I was like, how am I going to get through the turnstile at the other end? Do you know what? They just opened the disabled one for me anyway. I walked through and I felt like James Bond.
1: Yeah, that's real Jason (laughs) Bond shit around there. Yeah, Yeah,
2: James Bond spends a lot of time hiding in toilets. That's fair.
4: On the train to Chippenham. As we move towards asking for the bill, okay? So you're oh, very on. good. Oh, nicely done. So, May so I take somebody, your coat
2: on, yeah. Oh, uh, He's back! Somebody,
4: uh, somebody makes the international symbol of asking for the bill, as you know, squiggling in the air. Yep. The bill arrives, you're at a group of people, a group. In Serbian. I think. what do you do when the, when the bill arrives? Are you grabbing the bill? Are you splitting the bill? Are you paying for your individual portions? What do you guys I, do? I've doing started
2: I establishing it early doors before we're even eating. I'm like, what's the crack? What are we doing? Like, are we splitting it or are we? Because unless you're going on some sort of like,
1: somebody's hurt you, Will. Somebody's hurt you.
2: No, I just I hate that. It's like we're splitting it, and I'm always like, I order like a good amount of stuff when I go to a restaurant. I'm like, I'm gonna have a cocktail. I'm gonna like treat myself. Why not? But I'm very aware that other people have sat there, had a starter and some tap water, and just wanted to go to Bunsen the whole time. Um, no, who are like, you know, m- maybe on a budget or whatever. And I just hate it when there's this assumption of like, we'll all just split it. And it's like, no. But when there's some sort of power dynamic at play when it's like, you know, my girlfriend's parents are taking me out. I'm like, I sometimes often say, like, can we get the drinks? Can we get the tip or something? And they're always like, shut up.
1: <laughs> no. You're right, though. You're right, though. You're right, though. I think that the, the blanket, let's just split it, is obviously total bullshit. And I think mean, the split it is only relevant if, for instance the way like it's obviously more and more restaurants now you just pay 25, 35, 45 for like the two or three you know you just agree like it's much more fixed pre situation or whatever yeah like that's totally fine then and then like oftentimes I find as well you'll be like no no hang on three of us did the drinking on this table of five so we obviously just yeah yeah you know, you, you, like I think you just need to be prepared to mm. be like let's just do a little maths let's take away the three bottles of wine that we're drunk and then divide the food because it is literally the same you know whatever it is yeah. And if, if somebody comes out under or over, you'd hope amongst a group of friends you're fine. But I think, yeah, the idea of somebody, especially if somebody, especially, like, and I think this used to happen in our 20s, when one person maybe was much more advanced in their like career than everyone else, So they happened to work in a, you know, they were like, they were a big corporate lawyer on loads of money versus the rest of us are still very much like in grad jobs or in, you know, working part-time or still studying or whatever. And so one of those people,
0: yeah or yeah exactly
1: exactly exactly um i think when those people were like let's just split it down the middle and you're like you had four fucking vodkas and co-. like you know what i mean you, you had lots of very expensive is, i don't know i'm thinking a very specific very specific example actually it's <laughs> just like what the. you know what
3: i mean have you ever had has anyone ever had uh, like their meal or their bill picked up by another table at a restaurant before yes. necessarily they knew that there were people there Yes. Or, yes. Will you have. have? Or or yeah. at any point?
1: What happened?
2: It was a very strange day where so uh, I'm kind uh, in a sketch group called Just These Please, and after our first Edinburgh Fringe, we met up at Pizza Express and we were discussing plans about like how to go forwards, uh, like as a group and what we wanted to do, and it was very like intense, like but good positive meeting, but also we were eating and we we're next to this guy who was sitting alone, just like drinking red wine like it was like it was water and he had been in the desert for a while and um his name was alan and he just interrupted us at one point and just started talking to us and giving us business advice and he's like i'm listening to you and here's what i see i manage a team of thousands of people and we we're like who are you he's like it doesn't matter who i am I'm anybody. I'm anybody off the street and he was like go out tonight you look at the mood yeah but he was like both very weirdly like arrogant macho businessman also cosmically talking about how the moon affects everything it was very strange oh class and then it's when we biodynamic pay... business
1: that's what it's all yeah. about
2: <laughs> when we went to pay the the guy was like oh this gentleman has picked up your bill that's we right Let's, what's your name? And he's like, doesn't matter who I am. I'm nobody. I, I'm just a face in a crowd. We're like, no, you're sitting here, you fucking lunatic.
1: <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Sounds like he was doing a lot of cocaine along with that red wine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the, the other story... Did you then you, try to
3: order a lot more food and drink? <laughs> Bill Allen, <laughs> we clean. said. We
2: bought him a huge glass of wine to say thanks. Um, That's cool. Um, and then the other day, my parents... Like a novelty
3: glass of, and- of wine.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a big old boot of wine.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, there was my parents went out uh, for a meal with some friends, who, one of whom is a kidney doctor, and um, who's treated lots of people over the years. And they went out the for a meal, uh, um, and they uh, they then went to pay for the bill, and they said, "Oh, it's been picked up by that table who've left." So this table paid for the bill and then left because it was one of Chaz's old patients. No way. That's cool. And I was like, "That's that's a
4: classy move." Yeah,
2: to pay and then leave. Oh, not even say something.
4: Because that that's a lovely thing to happen when you've been ready to drop the whatever it is on the meal. Yeah, so bonus meal. Mm. So uh, not not to uh, labor the metaphor too much, but uh, comes to tipping, what are you doing? What are you leaving?
3: Um, I think, I think like assuming there's nothing there. I think like. (laughs) <laughs> like, what are people going to think
1: of me four percent yeah. right i mean like like uh, between, life advice between you you be- write on the back of a receipt but yeah cut cut your cut your hair
3: <laughs> shave that mustache between 10 and 15 percent i think there's right a yeah me. i think you know? I know like i think if you're bang on 10 i mean it's it you love it when it's easy you know you love it when it's like it's it's 40, Forty-three 90, euro 100. and it goes up to fifty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know something you know, like that is just it's perfect. You know?
1: Fourteen hundred euro and, and it's just a simple, <laughs> yeah, simple hundred and forty euro tip. Yeah, I do. I do think what what ends up happening is oftentimes as long as the tip is within, say, that range mm. of ten to fifteen, that you just you you find a nice number that either yeah. is divisible or yeah. you know, so you go in fi- you go to the near, the next five yeah. or something, so that it's like exactly. Oh, it's yeah. like the three of us are paying forty-five each. Yeah. Or something, you know what I mean? But it's like how you know. it's
3: like how when you're uh, studying or working uh, and if it gets to seven minutes past 12, you've got to wait till the next hour before you start. Because <laughs> otherwise, <there's no laughs> it's just that hour gone. is gone. gone. Um, I yeah. should say for anybody listening in America, we do not have uh, the appalling issues with uh, pay for service staff here. We may have our own ones, but we don't have the issues that necessitate a 20% minimum tip. Mm. Um,
2: yeah,
4: Which yeah,
3: has its yeah. own has its own problem. Will, what are you leaving? Yeah, yes.
2: Similarly, between ten and fifteen, always, always at least ten. You could, you could punch me in the nuts, and I'd be like, ten percent, baby. <laughs> like, I just can't.
4: So, quick fire round: Are you happy to dine alone? Yes or no? Yes,
3: oh, yes, yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Yes. Will? I...
2: Yep. I went the other day to a a ramen pop up place and went and had a meal on my own. It was
3: great. I've never had a meal in a in a like you know quote unquote very nice restaurant on my own I suppose but I've eaten lots on my own in, in restaurants in more casual restaurants I suppose
4: and I suppose in a way it's handy that you like it so much because it's ideal
3: it's perfect Yeah, you yeah. Know. it's just it's like when they say that two people are made for each other only it's just one person is made for each
1: other
4: yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, only, the only thing that annoys me but it's not a legitimate annoyance at all, is that on occasion the restaurant will be like, no, <laughs> like it doesn't suit us to have a loner taking up two, two, ta- you know, two seats. So I remember going into a place, there's an amazing place in San Sebastian, uh, but it was, I was a walk-in. So I went, I went up and it was like a Saturday, Friday after, Friday evening or a Saturday evening. And so I just said Mesa para una uh, or uno, I don't know, masculine or feminine, but anyway, but either way, table for one for this guy. And, uh, your man basically, in Spanish, and I can't repeat what he said, but he basically said, table for one, tonight. No, 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 no. And just laughed me out and gave me the, like, the sort of the, the two-handed, just get out of my way. <laughs> Shooing at yeah, dog. Yeah, he shooed, he shooed me out. I was like, yeah, fair enough. Um, because it was just, you know, it was a Saturday night. Ain't, ain't nobody got time yeah. for tables of one on a Saturday night.
4: That could be the title of your memoirs. What are your final, your final takes on restaurants as legitimate likes or not?
3: Will, why don't you start us off?
2: Okay, this has been a really fun discussion, and I actually want to continue it, which is, I think, a good sign. I I've loved talking about it. It's made me be like, God, I love I love restaurants. I love going to them. I love that Connor's really talked me around to them. They're fun. I love it when people have a special place that they want to take you. I think that's really cool. Often I get disenfranchised because I'm like, I could have cooked this. Like, I often feel that way. Um. But I, I still like going back to them. I really like cocktails in restaurants. I like the whole, whole experience. I like being able to order whatever you want. It's cool. And I like, I like an insight into the place that you're going into. And I think you're right, the, the ephemeral nature of it or like the theater of it, of being like, it's a big old experience and that's great whether you're in Bunsen or in Milano's or in like Vonn in Milan. Like it's all part of a big tapestry of restaurants with one N and for it's a legitimate like from me
3: okay, um yeah, I mean, I suppose we we started talking about um fancy restaurants when we when we began, and um you know we, we spoke about some of the the goods and bads of fan- fancy restaurants, I suppose, and as I say, I have very little interest in in your classic fancy restaurant because it's it's just not really for me, but I mean, the vast majority of restaurants are not you know, people trying to make these, you know, pretentious points or anything like that. The vast majority of restaurants are people trying to, you know, they've figured out something they're good at doing. They can provide a service to people. As you say, they probably do like that little sense of community. They they know their staff, you know, all that kind of thing. And yeah, look, I mean, they're not, they're certainly not my, my number one thing, but uh, <laughs> as, as the saying goes... Um, <laughs> But, uh yeah, look if someone if someplace cooks a great burger and chips, I'll certainly go there for it and try it out. Um, <laughs> while I would much rather um have Connor cook for me in my own house, um look, I yeah, I mean i' I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be as as passionate about this as other people I feel, but i'm I'm not going to take restaurants away from the world, so they are a legitimate like for me as well.
1: There you go. there you go.
3: Connor, over to you. Yeah. I should really have voted no just to give you the deciding
1: vote. Oh, no, the power, I think... No, but. no, I think... But I think that's, in, that's inauthentic in this age mm. of authenticity. Um, I... Yeah, look. I mean, I think I think one of the things we, we didn't talk about at all, um, or maybe we did, but we didn't get to it necessarily in too much detail, is the, like, colossal quantity of bullshit that mm. goes into stuff like provenance and, like, people... people saving the world one organic carrot at a time. Um... But at the same time, I think the, the the full spectrum of what it means... Like, as a trade, it's, you know, it goes back to since forever. And the idea of bringing people together around some food that somebody else has prepared and is proud of that thing is, is amazing. And I love going to restaurants, going to restaurants for pals. And I love being excited about new places. But also then, I think there's something about, you know, really old places being very exciting to go and either dip into... Almost something caught in time from a different time that's been doing the same thing for a long time, um, without it being uh, onion eyes patented pickled eel restaurant, which was uh, something that we we uh, created a long time ago, which uh, I thought was um, yeah I think <laughs> wait it was what? Jellied, ge- just- yeah so onion eye basically was like you know Dublin doesn't have enough very specifically unique foods so what we need to do is create something and i think we're riffing on i guess east london probably so it's probably absolute apparent appropriation but we're like pickled eels that's that's the that's the pitch and it's an eel shop and uh you know whatever um and
4: the dessert is eccles cake
1: exactly the dessert is cake. we only serve two things so you basically just get a sort of a a, sort of a kilner jar which you pop open and it's just basically you know eels and aspic that you just have to huff with a spoon. And the restaurant
4: would be called Aspect,
1: Exactly. Um, and it
4: would be very hard to get very into. Very hard to get into. And if it were to get into. And the place to be seen on a Saturday night with maybe like a vodka martini. With yep. an eel. Connor, I still sort of think we it. should do no, this. I no, know,
1: I know, I know, I know. God, I just need to figure out the financing, don't I, really? Yeah. Leave, leave, it, with, leave, leave it with me. Leave it with me. Anyway, that is to say that, yeah, uh, as Will said, I love the theatre. Uh, I love... I basically love seeing people be really good at it. And I think more and more... Um you see and I you know sister in hospitality and stuff, like you see people who are just really proud of the work they do, and because it's so immediate, the feedback loops so immediate, you're like, this is great, like you're just you're you're just you're just firing on all cylinders, and I just had a delicious meal or whatever, and they're really excited about it, and they're passionate about it. And I think just you know you know most like the world has become so cynical, and the internet ruins everything, so when you just sit down in front of someone and somebody goes this, this the chicken's amazing and you're gonna really enjoy this glass of wine and like it doesn't cost you the earth like what is not to like about that I think yeah I just think I think restaurants are something that we need to keep and nurture and make sure that there's room for people you know because that's the other thing like too many giraffes or other chain restaurants <laughs> chase everything out so you gotta I don't know why I chose giraffe I guess just because it's in Heathrow and it's like that's like Heathrow plus chain equals commercial equals whatever. But uh, yeah, just like...
3: Just uh, say the name of the podcast there, Connor.
1: Legitimate Likes. It's a legitimate like. There we are. There you are. Yeah. Sorry. sorry.
4: Yeah, I was like, just, just say. I don't, do
1: I don't know branding. where I was going. I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah. It's a legitimate like.
4: Can we, can we agree that when it's possible, the four of us will go for a meal together? Oh, yeah. Love yeah. That. absolutely. Yeah. And we'll absolutely. podcast it. We'll get all the guests that have been on. And well, we'll I think a pod
1: dinner. I mean... Does
4: Mike, Michael... Have
3: to come? <laughs> <Yeah>. no. <laughs> no. He doesn't. That's have to true.
1: Know. The Grim Specter of Michael has not appeared on the pot.
2: No. 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 The Grim.
4: Just the specter. way I like he it. Likes, <laughs> I feel like Michael likes like
1: burnt toast and like.
4: Soon you will forget you ever knew him. Yeah. Yeah, Michael
1: would I
2: prefer think... it if you you just went to a dispensary and got a nutrient pill. That's yeah, you're
1: dead you're right. That, you're so. dead right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or yeah. pizza. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I
4: think Mazzoni's oh, way. sorry, that's That's, old, well, that's the other thing. That's the
1: other thing, of course. Hugh Hugh and Michael, at our urging, but at their own urging as well, went and got, I think possibly the largest pizza available in Dublin. The largest
3: pizza in Ireland. And
1: yeah. so it was oh. twenty seven inches in diameter? No, it was more. No, it was more. It was thirty
3: Thirty six. So I So you think?
1: have to order it a day in advance because yeah. it's so large. They clearly have to. Yeah. But yeah, but they won't start cooking it until you show up in person because they've they been assume, stung. They've been they stung It's a prank. So so you order twenty four hours in advance and it's yeah thirty pl- like it's enormous colossal. Is, it, but, is
3: this from Little O's? It's no. It's from a place Pinheads in Portobello. Unless they've been. is that where it's from somewhere else yeah
1: so essentially though what ends up happening is the thing is so enormous that it basically comes out like a if you made an enormous car's water cracker pizza like it's horrendous uh and also the slices themselves are pizzas the slices themselves are bigger than normal pizzas yeah but that was Michael. That sounds- but Michael was oh, so was excited massive. about it. It was it's-
4: huge. It was huge. It's the biggest pizza in Ireland. Ireland. Like it
1: was so large. It was so
3: large.
4: Yeah, but bigger than a wagon wheel. It's the biggest no, 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 pizza like in twice Ireland. Twice the
3: size, kind of thing. Wagon wheels are nothing. It's nothing. Sure, there's a mega so- wheel which is bigger than a wagon wheel, and this is bigger than a mega
1: wheel. <laughs> so, so, so it was so large. It was so large that Michael, like the actual, the actual box it came in, because it does have, but they do have a box that it comes in, was so large that we were able to hold the the open pizza box taut. And Michael do like a sort of an old school, crash through the paper style, like punch through. Like it was so large, it was able to cover most of Michael's torso yeah. and head. Oh
4: my god! And he
1: could said. like punch through it. <laughs> Look at how happy she is.
2: <laughs> that was a real, she fell back into a chair.
3: <laughs> anyway, oh. Anya, um, you don't have a vote, but I presume you'd be joining mm. us on restaurants being a legitimate like.
4: Oh, Absolutely. They're great. Sorry, that was... Uh, Scratch that.
3: <laughs> Absolutely uh, not. They're,
4: they're wonderful. And, and it, it's made me really want to go somewhere new. Oh, yeah, me too. Uh, yeah. yeah.
3: I don't care as much. I mean. Yeah.
4: All right, well, the three of us will go. <laughs>
3: well, Connor, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Thanks I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I hope, I hope this has been... It's been great to have you. Uh, thank you, okay, everyone, for listening to Legitimate Likes. Please... Thank you. Uh, continue to listen please let us know what you think of the podcast please rate it review it please share it with your friends and get in touch with us tell us what topics you want us to hit next thank you very much Will for coming on Um, Anya thanks as always you're
4: very welcome
3: and thank you to the listeners and until next time goodbye legitimate goodbye
4: Bye. Bye. bye bye